0: listen to the podcast in your
1: We'll see where it is, but don't know where it is. was from you?
2: for Bleep. I'm Steve Nolan, and for the next hour or so I'll be bringing you some of the finest music that Bleep's got to offer, alongside a neat little interview that my compatriot Sam Willis hooked up with Compact's new rising stars, Jutoma. We'll also have a few Christmas flavoured baubles thrown in for good measure, much like the previous track, which was Hiding Your Present From You by Arthur Russell. Christmas. Presents. No words for me. Anyway, the party season is now in full effect, and if you're anything like me, you're manfully struggling through with a hideous hangover. I've put together a mix which will hopefully blow away some of the cobwebs in your head and mine. It kicks off with a brilliant number from Patrick Cowley from his Long Lost Catholic album that finally emerged on Macro last year. Here's Robot Children.
1: Change the faces of the world. Change the ways to open eyes. Forever, you told me. Forever, you dreamed it. love is not enough. The world change the ways to our eyes Change the faces of the world Change the ways to paradise.
2: we a lovely tune by rodino to finish off uh, it's from the bear blip cp which is out on numbers numbers have just been named label of the year by bleep and quite rightly so as there is a host of great stuff available in that glasgow-based imprint
0: you are now listening to a bleep podcast
2: from his recent Beville Cove's EP on Clone. It's another great release from him, as to be expected. But now it's time for Sam's interview with Jitoma, whose self-titled album on Compact's getting Spag- a heap of plays around in my house. They're made up of Who Made Whos, Thomas Barford, and teenage duo Electroduce, who are Mads Colding and Jacob Littauer. I hope I got the pronunciation right there. If not, I'm sorry, guys. But here's Sam's conversation with Thomas.
3: So how did you guys meet? They asked me to do a, 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 a to mix an EP with them, and I was like, "This is really amazing what these guys are doing." And then uh, I started doing. I met for them with them for like a weekend or like a week or something, and did the mixing for the whole EP they made. Like the whole vibe was so good, even though they are much younger than me, and um, we, we're doing completely different stuff. Yeah. Uh, so we just realized we needed to do something together, like. We started like doing one, only like three tracks together in one weekend. That was our start doing our own stuff. And uh, we did, we were like three laptops uh, on a row or maybe like three computers. And we're just swapping around uh, parts and uh, ID, like a music factory. We're not talking that much. It was mostly just computers and then like briefly talking and then working working more and then talking, working more. And it was really like going so fast, making the, the first tracks. Uh, and they were pretty I think they were pretty good. They made it to the albums. three of them all, all three of them made it to the album. So I think we had a good weekend.
4: Do you have to find roles individually as to sort of who does what or it very much is everyone is doing everything?
3: We definitely have strong roles, each of us. I'm, I'm the most strategic guy because I'm, you know, I'm older. I'm, I know what works. I know a lot about club culture that they don't know. They don't care about club culture at all. Um, so I'm bringing the club element and the, you know, the big overview, you could say. Yeah. Uh, because they're like young and they're just like really spaced out, both of yeah. them. <laughs> uh, but that's amazing because you know when, when you get, when you've been doing music for many years, you're like, it's very nice to have some new blood to get inspired from and um, they they don't care about anything and they they want to fuck up everything and that's really cool <laughs> uh, and then uh, there's uh, Mess, he's like the guy who sits with the synthesizer all day and you know make it sound like you never heard it before or he also one of the one of the songs on, or like two of the songs actually on the album is made from uh, like fucking up synthesizers or radio you know he he took a radio and then he uh, circuit bended it like Put some wires in it and did it wrong. Wired it wrong to make it sound really, really strange. And then there's Jacob, the last uh, guy, and he's like very melodic. He's doing all the you know more melodic parts, uh, the big you know chords and stuff like that that you hear on uh, on houseboat and stuff like that.
4: so the record has a really sort of progressive sort of unique sound and how do you feel like it kind of fits into the sort of current state of electronic music you know, cause to me it seems like maybe we're living in a kind of golden age of, of possibilities
3: yes uh, and i think you know especially that what's happening in the the usa right now it's like that they don't have this distinguish between um, uh, indie and electronic music and when you, when you check out Pitchfork, there's a lot of strange indie bands doing electronic no fi stuff and there's a lot of electronic producers doing vocally, guitar and you know things like that. So it, it seems like everything is breaking up uh, and everybody's like really experimenting with electronic music um, more than ever I think. And also it's, it's become more much more artistic because a lot of club music has a function, you know. You need to dance to it, or um, and that's that's kind of um, that's a shame. And that that's also I've been look, doing dance music for many years, and and on this, you know, with the tumor I was like, I don't necessarily need this intro that you need to to beat mix with, and I don't need to have the tempo around 120. Really, just wanna we do exactly what we want, and. Uh, and put the parts in it that we want, even though it might be pretty disturbing for people to listen to or to dance to or whatever. So it's been really, uh, and I think that's pretty normal for this moment in, in, in the music culture, that people do exactly what they want and they, they mix up everything.
4: And, and you mentioned, like, you talked about Pitchfork for a minute there, and in terms of um, the context of some of the artists that you've mentioned, um, who would some of those be? I mean, I've seen you mention Lucky Dragons, maybe, who, to me, seems like another
3: act you could put in a similar area. Yes, They're also doing a remix for us, and uh, I would say How to Dress Well and uh, Luke Abbott, like you just met yourself. And this, there's also, we have, a, like, a strong uh, bond with the, the Danish guys called Kenton Slash Demon, they're not exactly the same. They're more like big room sound, but we—I uh, know them well, and uh, they know the guys well, and you know we're everybody. And we—they uh, did a remix for us, and we're doing a remix for them. So it's like—I think we have a strong thing going with uh, with them as well.
4: Um, in your opinion, to what extent has the sort of technology and, and plugins and stuff allowed you guys to kind of get you know under the hood of dance music and really kind of circuit bend or just change it into mm. a kind of crazy new
3: shape? We did. We use Logic. Uh, and when you see all our documents, it's like, maybe uh, sometimes it's 10 plugins on one sound. So we use a lot of plugins. But I think it's much more important also that we use a lot of uh, coming from outside the computer. Like like real sounds uh, that sampled, or uh, real drums, even guitar, and also that on the album there's a lot of vocals. A lot of the synthesizer parts are actually vocals sung through a vocoder and then processed. So I think it's of course it's important with all the plugins and all the technical possibilities there are, but it's much more important that the things we bring in the computer from outside.
4: Do you have any particular favorite tracks on the record?
3: Little Houseboat is, is the favorite of, of all of us, I think. Yeah. Uh, that's also why it's the first 12, uh, the first single from the album. Um, you know, everybody from uh, the compact crew to all of us, and. Besides that, I think uh, my, one of my personal favorites are Paper Lights, also uh, Alang Beach and Bow. The funny thing is I'm, I'm actually happy for the whole album and I never tried that before. A lot of albums that I did, I was like, yeah, I like the six songs, but the four songs I could do without. And, uh, but, but on this Yatoum yeah, album, I'm happy about every song. So
4: do you have any final thoughts for you know, where you'd like to see
3: Jatouma go in the future? When we do Yatoma, we do it because we want to and because we really want to explore, you know, ideas, yeah. uh, not because we need to. And that's like a very good thing. The bad yeah, thing is that, that neither of us have really have time to do it. <laughs> um, but I reckon maybe we might, uh, you know, meet up sometime next year and uh, make an album again because it was really a nice experience last time. And so, what what
4: are the, what are the other guys
3: up to at the moment? You're off to South
4: America. Uh, for yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the
3: guys they're like uh, they are, they're still 16 and 17, so they are in high school, <laughs> and they, <laughs> <Doing> they, <homework. laughs> they can't travel that much. So I guess they're just, you know, finishing some assignment in biology or something. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent.
2: There, uh, which is available on their self-deleted album over at Bleep uh, along with all the music you've heard today if you want to buy any of these tracks just head on over to the podcast page on Bleep.com where there's a full rundown of everything but that's it for this month and for the year so hope you have a great holiday and to leave you here's another obliquely Christmassy track doesn't mention Christmas but sounds very Christmassy to me does mention snow Anyway, this is Amina um, featuring the legend that was Lee Hazelwood in his last ever recording, and it's a beautiful way to go out. Bye-bye.
0: At the top of the world, there's an island, a place where the sun never shines. But the people don't care because the snow over there is so bright they nearly go blind. foot of a mountain where the flowers last hardly a day. But they live off the land and lend each other a hand on this island where night is their day. They have punished me if I dare tell you, and if I asked them, they'd say they don't know. But what keeps them healthy, even though they're not wealthy, on this magical island is snow. snows for a treat then they opened their mouths and gulped down the flakes because nothing on earth tastes so sweet but then one dark day smoke blew in their way and the temperatures got higher on the horizon they saw fire and the waters did rise and the snow started melting away and the people weren't tearful or fearful or scared because the seeker was out there At last, the secret was shared. They watched as the ice turned to water, and streamed down into the sea, and lit up the ocean, and crept in slow motion toward a world they never did see. And people in lands around the planet were in shock as the light came to shore, and lit up the beaches, and even their teachers couldn't say what the bright light streamed through the mountains, burst out through their fountains, breaking all life's natural laws, till they lit up the planet, and all who lived on it were touched by this magical force, and they looked all around at the sky and at the ground, and they realized the damage they'd done. As they started to cry, their tears filled the sky, and the black storm clouds gathered came to show them that their world needs a little more love. At the top of the world, there's an island, a place where the sun never shines. But the people don't care, because the snow over there is so bright, the sun's
1: You are now listening to a live podcast.